everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have James Scott Jr., a.k.a. the Attract Money Guru. He is the best-selling author of How to Attract Money Using Mind Power, a book that set a new standard for concise, no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point self-help books. He condenses and simplifies abstract, metaphysical concepts and powerful success principles making this life-changing information accessible to everyone. James has thus far written 10 books. You can see James in the groundbreaking docudrama, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy. For more information and to receive a free gift, you can visit his website, which is jamesgoyjr.com, jamesgoyjr.com. Thank you, Mr. James, for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Shalanda. It's really nice to be here. Yes, sir. So what we're going to do is jump right into our first five questions. The first question is, what drew you to this career? Right. Well, um, I came to California at about the age of 19. It's like about 40 years ago. And um, within the first few years, I started finding... um, books on uh, metaphysics, mind power, manifesting, spirituality. And I never really um, had known about those types of things before. So the subject really gripped me. And I um, started buying books wherever I could find them. A lot of used books, old books that were out of print and studying this subject. And then within uh, the next uh, so many years, few years or so, I started teaching this type of thing. and. So in the early days, you know, my greatest need was money, just surviving. And I was really fascinated by this concept that we could use our minds to affect material reality and even to attract money to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I I found that a lot of people in the uh, lectures I would give and things that um, they would know about this these principles and techniques. Sometimes they've been studying it a lot longer than me uh, even. And, but many people seem to think that, you know, this doesn't work for money or why, why doesn't it work as well for money? And so I really was fascinated by that because I had, I know it worked for money. I knew I had already been using it to help myself get money. And so I really eventually, uh, that's why I settled into that book. It was many years later that I um, actually started to write the book and then it took years to write and research and collect up uh, a lot of hundreds of quotes. I use 160 in the book, but uh, that's really what led me into um, uh, the writing and the specifically my, my emphasis on attracting money. I think that in modern society, people um, money speaks to every area of life. And with more money, I believe we can improve basically any area of life. And so I just, I made it my life's work. That's what I decided to do was to um, really condense and simplify and share this information with people so that they can be more 
productive, happy, and prosperous, and useful, and helpful in life. Okay. And you kind of answered this next question, which is, what impact do you hope to make? Do you care to elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, you know, the impact, I I have written 10 books. Uh, Two of those are uh, song lyrics. And I'm working on uh, three others at this time. I haven't worked on them for a little while, but I have three works in progress. And uh, some of them are are highly uh, spiritual um, as opposed to metaphysical. I mean, really deeper into the spiritual aspect of life. And, um, but it's metaphysical also, of course. So I really want to help people. The impact I want to have is just a life transforming impact on people where they can learn from my writings um, and interviews like this, of course, uh, techniques and a mindset and a philosophy that will help them not only to be successful financially and uh, just materially in all ways, all areas of their lives, but also spiritually. Because to me, the spiritual journey is the, you know, the foundation of success. And if we don't have that, then uh, if we don't have that spiritual connection, then I think that all, all the rest is kind of hollow. Because life is about a lot more than we can see, a lot more than the physical. So I, in short, I mean, I just really uh, hope to, it's my, my job and my, that I've given myself to impact people's lives for the better profoundly on both the material and the spiritual uh, levels. Okay. Now think about everything you know in regard to the path that you've chosen. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything? Well, um, of course, you know, everything I've done has brought me to where I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I like where I am. And so I've had a lot of uh, learning experiences. Some people would call them uh, mistakes. You know, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. And uh, I guess, so there's not a lot I would change, if anything. Uh, I have, you know, 10 books sounds like a lot, but they're short books. And I started uh, actually writing my, I started writing, you know, long before, even a couple of decades before I actually uh, published my first book. I started writing that book nine years before I published it. And so I'm 21 years into this journey from when I started my first published book. Mm -hmm. And if I would do anything different, I would say I would have more books by now. Because 10 books sounds like a lot, but when you look at the time span, it's not. Um, But I'm going to make up for that. Like I say, I'm working on three books now. I have a lifetime goal of uh, for writing books, and it's a huge number. And so in retrospect, you know, the bottom line is I I believe in divine order, so I really wouldn't change anything. But then again, if I think, well, you have to pick something, I would say I would have written more books by now, like focused more on the actual writing. Okay, yeah. And you you, um, made me think about a quote I read on a previous um, interview I did when you talked about mistakes and how some people – view mistakes differently and the quote is from Ariana Huffington and she says that failure is not the opposite of success it's part of success and I think that is what makes a difference in a lot of our lives is when we look do look at our past because we do a lot of past thinking 
And if we're able to look at our past and say, hey, this is what I learned from it and use it to impact our future for the good, I think that's a very good mindset to have. Right. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Now, what trends do you see within your specialty? Well, in the self-help realm, um, and the whole concept of uh, mind affecting reality, material reality. I mean, there's the metaph- met- metaphysics is getting a lot of help now, I think, or, you know, just support or validation from quantum physics, from science, you know, uh, really coming to a lot of the conclusions in the laboratory based on uh, experiments that the mystics have and, and the metaphysicians have been saying all along, the spiritual seers and teachers and sages and so i just see that it's becoming more the the trend is that it's becoming more widely known and of course a lot of that is the internet and and uh, all of our technology uh, but also more interest and something i really am excited about is that a lot of famous people use these techniques and they are Mm -hmm. starting to talk about it more and more so you've got you know lady gaga you've got oprah and uh, Will Smith, Will Smith. Jim Carrey. Yeah, there's so many of them. I, I just love them all because they um, they talk the talk and they say, you know, this is real. This is real to me. This is this is how I become successful. This is what I do. Um, Barbara Corcoran is another one. She was in the the film uh, uh, Thinking Grow Rich: The Legacy that I was lucky to have a you know small uh, part in there to be able to say a few things. And uh, I think that. You know, people look up to these people, they listen to what they have to say, and so they're helping to open people's minds. And so the the trend really is just for greater and greater, uh, almost at some point maybe exponential um, acceptance of these age-old beliefs and uh, practices. And that's very exciting because the more people that become aware of the power of our minds to affect material reality then the more power we will have as a species to actually transform our planet. You know, we could use these techniques individually to completely, totally transform our lives in unbelievable ways. But collectively, we can do the same for our planet, not just for an individual's lives, mm-hmm. uh, life, but right. for billions of lives. And that's very exciting to me. Yes, yes, it, indeed it is. And I want to ask you one last thing and then we'll go into your book about using mind power to attract money what advice would you like to offer listeners well the main advice i think is to have an open mind and to be sincere in your seeking become a truth seeker and have an open mind and get your ego out of the way, meaning um, just because you've believed something for decades on end for your entire life, don't get so attached to it because you don't want to be proven wrong. Mm. want to be proven wrong. On the spiritual journey, on the journey to a true understanding of the human mind, uh, it's really, really good to continually and consistently keep finding out that you were wrong before. Mm. Because if you open your mind in that way um, 
and most people's minds aren't open to that degree. You know, there's a lot of personality in the way. Get all of that out of the way and be on a spiritual path first and foremost and be sincere and honest with yourself. And, you know, the floodgates will open and the light will pour in. Miracles will happen. Your life will change. But just be sincere and keep moving forward and have a lot of self-honesty. Uh, be willing to look at yourself in a new light. And there's nothing you can't accomplish. All right. Okay. Now, I want to get into your book. It was published in 2007 and again in 2017, How to Attract Money Using Mind Power. And you have so many quotes in here. I, I love quotes. And you also gave a testimonial about how the book Think and Grow Rich affected your life. And was that your motivation behind writing the book? The um, uh, was what? The, the book Think and Grow Rich? Yes. Was Think and Grow Rich your motivation behind you writing How to Attract Money Using Mind Power? Um, Thinking Grow Rich was one of the first uh, books I read uh, on the subject, but I've read hundreds, uh, you know, thousands of books. Uh, another one was the Wallace D. Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich, um, Joseph Murphy's uh, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, mm-hmm. and all of those uh, books. So it wasn't, uh, it's, it's quite different from that book. It's, it's different from any of the books, really, in that it's a concise uh, manual. So I think every book I've read and every um, teacher I've listened to or heard, you know, from, they all helped to, to uh, motivate me for that. But the real motivation was to share the information, um, which came from a, a very wide, uh, you know, array of sources. Uh, and that's indicated by the fact that there are 160 quotes in the book. And I, I had a lot more and whittled it down to that. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I think every, I I always tell people, you know, read widely. If you're interested in this subject, read widely. Even some of the books that aren't that great, you're going to learn something. Mm -hmm. And if if nothing else, you'll start to have a better discernment. So you'll see Mm -hmm. what you might agree with, what you might not. And so some people have the philosophy of only reading the best books, the best sellers that other people promoted. But there's so many books, you go on Amazon and it's just endless. And a lot of these books are out of print and, um, and they're, they're quite valuable, unique. And everything you read and learn adds to your own mind. And it all goes in and kind of mixes around in the subconscious. And then at some point, your mind starts opening up, like with some of my new books, and you're bringing in things that you didn't read somewhere else. You start to tap into the information yourself. But you really need to prime the pumps to do that. And I think just uh, avid study of the subject is indispensable and invaluable to those ends. Yes, sir. Now, in How to Attract Money Using Mind Power, you have quite a few chapters of I'll tell you the ones that spoke to me, I guess my top ones, uh, belief, expectancy, affirmations, and visualization. And these spoke to me because this is what I grew up hearing my dad talk about and the books that you talked about reaching you 
my dad read those and passed those down to me. And one book in particular, Think and Grow Rich, I have a copy of, I guess, the revised, which is Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. And growing up, one thing I did was I had affirmations and visualizations in front of me. And one of them was on this plaque here, believe you can and you're halfway there. And this is what I had in front of me when I was study for tests. It would sit up on my wall in front of the desk and it was in front of me going through school and motivating me to keep up my grades. And I want to start with belief. And can you talk to people about belief in attracting money? Because in your book, you said your subconscious plays a big part about that. Can you expound for folks on that? Certainly. And perhaps the best way to, to launch into that would be by reading the quote that I opened that chapter with, because it's very instructive. And um, oh, I've got the wrong book in front of me. Um, so I open the, uh, each chapter uh, with a quote, and this one is from Claude M. Bristol from The Magic of Believing, 1948. And uh, he wrote, Belief changes the tempo of the mind or thought frequency. Like a huge magnet, it draws the subconscious forces into play, changing your whole aura and affecting everything about you, including people and objects at great distances. <clears throat> and that's what I want people to know, that belief, yes, it does affect our own abilities and, and characteristics and our own behavior, but it actually has an effect on the outside world. <clears throat> and through our belief, <clears throat> we can influence um, the minds of other people and events and circumstances. And we don't influence other people's minds, <clears throat> excuse me, in a, a negative way where we're trying to determine what they're going to think. But the universe at large sees our picture that we're creating and it goes out and does everything that it needs to do in divine order so that everyone benefits. And that will inadvertently and unavoidably also affect other people's minds. But this is completely different than mind power or hypnosis or something where you're like, you know, I want this person to think this because I'm trying to influence them. You're not trying to influence individuals. You're trying to influence the universe at large. The universe at large knows exactly what to do. So our subconscious minds and subconscious belief is really the, at the foundation of attracting money or any good thing into your life using mind power. And it's an automatic mechanism. So we create the end result that we want in our lives. And we, you know, feed that through affirmations, visualization, just what we think about on a regular basis. We, we determine or we can have goals, but the end result we want, that's where we put our mind power. And then the universe at large will go out and uh, pave the way. So the bottom line really uh, to it is that the subconscious belief is right at the foundation of everything that happens because everything erupts from the subconscious. Now, the great thing is that we can determine in our physical human brains, in our conscious minds, we can determine what it is we want to happen 
but it's not our minds that make it happen. It's not our conscious minds. It's our subconscious minds. And we have to be, you really want to understand the subconscious mind because it doesn't know, uh, it doesn't make judgments. It doesn't have a, a sense of time. It doesn't know if something will be good or bad for you, wanted or unwanted. It's just knows what it believes to be true by the visions and the, and the feelings and emotions and thoughts that we have. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, a saying like, you know, the thing I, the worst, the, my worst fear has come upon come me. Upon me. <laughs> right. Because that's the, that's mind power. If we think of good things with positive emotions, such as expectancy and joy and anticipation, those things will start to gel and move towards us. But by the same token, if we have uh, ideas and thoughts and images of things we don't want, and we feed Mm -hmm. that with feelings and emotions of, um, you know, fear and trepidation and and whatever, then that's the creative process as well. So the the subconscious mind and belief uh, in particular uh, as a subject is really what makes it happen. So, as a mind power practitioner, I learn how my mind works, how belief is formed, what beliefs I need to have to get the results I want, and that's where I do most of my work. So a lot of people who don't have this understanding, they run out around, you know, in the world, and they're running here, running there, trying to do this and trying to do that. There's mind power behind all of it because they're thinking the whole time. They're having images, thoughts, concepts, expectations, beliefs. But when you understand that that's the foundation, you can really do a lot less of all that running around and have a lot, uh, a larger percentage of your efforts pay off because you go more by intuition and you do most of the work on the inside. And then a lot of the work that needs to be done on the outside is done by the universe, by other people, by thoughts, feelings, and other people's actions falling in line with your vision. Um, but you've got to do the groundwork. Most of the work, uh, the way I do it and teach it, is internal. It's mental, emotional, and, and visual, meaning, uh, you know, uh, images and things. And then, yes, there are things we will need to do in the physical world, but we'll be more guided to that, and it will be much less than if we were trying to do everything, you know, solely on the physical plane. Now... Going back to the affirmations and the visualizations, I read an article recently that said that people can actually utilize visualization in the wrong way, meaning that they can visualize too much to the point where they discourage themselves because if they hit a setback, which we usually do, part of success is going through failures and so when they hit what they consider a failure then they have a setback because they didn't properly properly utilize visualization techniques now how do you suggest people proper, properly use the affirmations and the visualizations so that it's not counterproductive as this article says research has found visualization to be for some people. Right. Well, you want to understand the basic concept that most of the time you want to be affirming or visualizing or imaging um, things that you want to come about. Okay. 
because that's the creative process. The subconscious mind deals in images and emotion or energy. And so when we're thinking about things, we want to think about things the way we want them to come about, but not exclusively. And I think here's where some people uh, might make a mistake is that they think that they want to think only good things all the time and never uh, entertain the concept of anything else happening. But the truth is, for whatever reasons, you know, we're not in total control uh, consciously with our conscious minds. There's even a higher part of us, our higher selves that are, have a hand in this and sometimes don't allow things to happen because it's not the right time or it right. could be harmful to us. But in our visualizations, we would like to also think um, enough about um, unwanted scenarios, just enough, not not dwelling on it and really feeding it and building it like we do the positive, but just enough so that if something like that happens, then we have, we've rehearsed a a response to that. So it's like if someone, uh, let's say they go into the martial arts ring, you got two guys in there kicking and punching. And if the guy visualizes just uh, being at the, at the end, uh, you know, holding up the belt or whatever, and he's won, um, you know, that's all well and good, and that's part of it. But if he hasn't practiced or run a scenario in his mind of, if he throws a left punch at me, what am I going to do? And so that's kind of the concept. You prepare for that too. So in life, we're going to have challenges, and some of them we can uh, almost anticipate or we know, okay, I'm going into this situation. Now, here's a few little things that maybe, you know, this person might not uh, like me or this other person might say this at the meeting. And how will I respond to that? I've seen them do it to other people. I know it's possible. So instead of going in Pollyanna and just all positive with only the end result, we can prepare ourselves mentally, rehearse our response to uh adversaries or challenges and things of that nature so there there should be a balance because anything is possible when we're using mind power um, but we need to be practical and know that life is life and there's going to be unanticipated things that pop up and we need to mentally rehearse for those as well it's like somebody going to a martial arts school for years on end and learning how to defend themselves they're not going because they want to create uh, that happening where they need to use it. And indeed, most people who study martial arts never have to use it. But if and when the um, you know, scenario arises where they do need to protect themselves, now they've prepared for it. So they're not doing a fear and they're not attracting it in that sense. Um, but yet they're preparing for something that in this world we live in, could be called upon them at some point. And it's the same exact thing with mind power and just living our lives. We will have to address uh, situations and we want to be prepared for those. But I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. Most of our energy and most of our visualizing and affirmations and everything is going to be for creating the positive. That's what we're working on believing in and expecting, building our expectation. but we also want to be a little practical and be prepared for things that pop up that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and in your book, you also said to visualize with positive, positive feelings after waking. Right, because, you know, when, when we um, wake up, first wake up or when we're falling asleep, we're, that, that uh, wall between our conscious minds and subconscious minds is kind of starting to break down. And so we have um, a more clear and direct access to our subconscious minds. So you want to have the, the good visions. You can also, of course, use affirmations um, to support your visualization. Um, and those are good times to do it. But <clears throat> some people use visualization as, um, as a technique, which it is, metaphysical technique. And they have certain times and they relax their selves, uh, some kind of relaxation technique. And they... Uh, they're either lying down or reclined in a chair. They're comfortable. They're alone. It's quiet. And they, it's a, like a ritualistic, uh, very formal thing. And that's fine. And that's good. And it has its place. But what people sometimes miss is this. And that is that images are forming in our minds all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Uh, you, you're walking across the street or you're at work at your desk or you can't stop images from arising in your mind. And those are powerful also. And so I want people to know that you need to be aware of your images and for practical purposes, any images arising in your mind, that's visualization. You are visualizing things happening. Even if your eyes are open and you're seeing other things, you still have a concept in your, your mind. Like right now, I'm looking at my, you know, camera here and my computer screen, but I can think about my refrigerator and I see that also at the same exact time. That's how it is. And so we want to always uh, be aware. And it, it sounds like a big job or like it would be stressful, but as you train yourself, you just automatically, you, you're aware of what you're thinking. And when it becomes non-productive or something that could cause, you know, images or your words, even anything that can cause things to happen that you'd rather not have, you'll get to the point where you notice it very quickly and then you can simply move your mind from that to something else. And so, you know, morning to night and even at night when we're sleeping, we're always dealing with images and we need to understand that they're very, very powerful and start to... um govern them so that they can create the types of things we we really want to create yes so would you like to add anything else before i do our quote of the week um no i think we're doing pretty good so far i'm excited to hear your quote of the week yeah i think it falls in line nicely with our the visualization and what happens when we visualize and do affirmations this quote is from oprah winfrey She says, the biggest adventure you can take is to live the life of your dreams. Yeah, that's really it. And that's that's what I'm doing. And that's, uh, you know, I had the dream to to be a metaphysical writer. And uh, I finally, eventually, um, um, the household was $50,000 in credit card debt. I was almost uh, 50 years old. I was... um, working a very low paying job as a uh, caregiver to a developmentally disabled senior man. And we were going deeper in credit card debt each month. And I finally decided it's a principle in the book and that others teach uh, act as if, and I thought I'm just going to have to be the thing. And I actually quit my job. Uh, We were close to losing our credit cards and everything else. And within two 
um, months, uh, within a three-month period, uh, attracted two six-figure windfalls into the house. Wow. And so that's totally, I just decided to live my dream and to live my dream life and to use metaphysical techniques to do it. And it absolutely um, worked. It absolutely did. And you mentioned Oprah um, when my first book came, uh, first came out. And so we're in early 2008. And uh, my life partner, Kathy, wanted to send a copy to Oprah. And I told her no, because I had read that Oprah doesn't like people sending her books. She'd rather like someone that works for her tell her, oh, I read this great book. So people tell, give you advice of, you know, putting a full page ad in the Chicago Tribune. She was in Chicago at the time. Oh. But I told her, I said, no, don't do it. But she uh, went behind my back and she sent uh, copies of my book for Stedman Graham, who I quote in the book, and Gail King and Oprah, and then one for whoever opened the box. Well, I didn't know she had done it. And uh, so a while later, I'm on, uh, at the time, it was MySpace. And uh, I was a friend of Oprah on MySpace, and she had 52,000 friends or something. And I would visit her page at intervals. And one day I visited Oprah's page, and she had, you know, I don't know if you remember uh, MySpace, but you could have the top 40 friends, and you could have as many as you want. You could make that 30 friends, or but the maximum was 40. I had 40. Oprah had 20 and at that time. And I saw myself as a top 20 friend in Oprah's MySpace page. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I, I had Oprah up on my uh, vision board picture, and but I had a, a caption under there that said, Oprah loves my book. That's all it said. I just wanted Oprah. I knew she'd love the book. I wanted her to know about it. And my, so the, on the vision board, it just said, Oprah loves my book. And so I called Kathy from the other end of the house, and I said, this is amazing. You know, this is mind power at work, my vision board. I'm yeah. on Oprah's, you know, top 20. Look at this. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, well, I have something to tell you. And then she told me about the book. But mm -hmm. the universe worked through her. It, it had her go around what I had said to what needed to be done to make my vision on my vision board come true. That being Oprah loved my book. I'm assuming she loved it. I've never heard from her or her people. But I remained in Oprah's top 20 um, a friend space on MySpace for over seven months that I know of. And then they cut it down to a top eight and they only kept the top eight, which I was not in. And so that's my, my Oprah miracle. I, 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 you know, consider it a miracle and really still a highlight for me. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't on Oprah. I wasn't on the show, but that connection there is just, it really empowered me to know that anything is, is possible and a lot of amazing things have happened since then, but that's still one of my favorite, um, you know, memories or accomplishments. If you can call an accomplishment, I didn't do anything to make that happen except for I used my mind. I had Oprah's picture on my vision board and it said, Oprah loves my book. So because I ended up on that top friend space, I'm assuming she did. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Now, as we close, will you please tell us how to contact you? Certainly. Um, my website is James, G-O-I-J-R dot com. So that's my name, jamesgoyjr.com. 
And uh, when people go there, they can subscribe to my free monthly Mind, Power, and Money e-zine. And when they do that, they get a free copy of my uh, book, Attract Money Forever. That's a companion book to How to Attract Money Using Mind Power and covers all the same information, only in a more leisurely conversational tone. And again, just go to jamesgoijr.com and they can get started with that. Okay, excellent. I would like to thank you for your time and thank you once again for interviewing with me today and you enjoy the rest of your day out here. I will and you do the same. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.